This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to The Hangover, and a good hangover it is because we are not lamenting a Pittsburgh Steelers loss, nor are we celebrating a Pittsburgh Steelers victory, which that would have been much better. What we are celebrating is getting through the bye week. Hey, howdy, my friends. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Tony Defio and Shannon White are with me as well as always. We are The Hangover Crew to get you through another weekend and get back on track. And we're really glad because this, this is big for me. The bye week is over. I know how important the bye week is. A bye week is so crucial to the team. I, we were complaining when the bye week was as early as week seven because the team needs a break. And we saw what happened last year when they didn't have a bye week whatsoever. So, all I'm going to say is, my gosh, we got through that week of a Sunday with no Steelers, a Monday with no Steelers, a Thursday with no Steelers, the entire week, and now it's Cleveland week. So, gentlemen, welcome to The Hangover. I'll start with you. Shannon, how are you? Doing great. Hello to everyone out there. <clears throat> He's not the best color man in the world for nothing, folks. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> I am doing fantastic, and uh, uh, I I hate to say this, but I I actually enjoyed Dubai. I, I needed a break. I needed. I didn't watch one second of football, and, I, and that's so unlike me. But I needed a break from uh, from from the entire offseason. There was no, we never we never got to sleep. It was all the draft and and the and then the trades and and cut this guy and David DeCastro and Mo, you know everything. So it was, it was nice to have a, have a break. But you do know what's going on, though. I'm sure. With the Baltimore loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, we are going to be talking about that. Oh, you know, what's going on? So I, I, you know, I did not watch a lot of football either. Um, I nor, yeah, so so did I. I watched some of the Sunday night game. My uh, my app on my phone wasn't working, and I could not get Sunday tickets. So I was very bummed. I tried to watch those <laughs> games, and then I said, "Well, I'm going to do some laundry." So that's what I did. Um, Shannon. How much football did you watch yesterday? I watched about three games, you know, <laughs> parts of three games. Spent some, fa- spent some family time, and but yeah, I did watch about three games worth of ball. Now, you know, uh, Jeff uh, Jeff made it clear that he was hardly going to be watching any of the games, and and uh, beforehand, I was going to, but then I got into family time, and Dave was making fun of us. Because we didn't watch any football, and we were here to comment about it on the show yesterday. We did a post game show that was a uh, Steeler list post game show, but it was it was a very good show. It was very pro Steeler, lots of Steeler stuff that we're talking about, and we're always going to be talking Steelers. But I want all of you to take Tony's comments and realize that no, we're not complaining about football all the time. 
But what we do is he is right. We do not get an off season. So when the Steelers get a break, we don't get a bye week. And which is good because that's that's what we're here for. And we understand that and we uh we sign up for it, we enjoy it. That's no problem. But I have talked about, I have either produced or talked about the Steelers on a podcast or written something every single day for a couple years now. And I'm talking Christmas Day as well. I I produced a Let's Ride on Christmas Day last year. It didn't take long, but I really did. And that's, that's kind of what we do. So the break yesterday was actually pretty nice. Even though I did do a podcast, it felt good to not be worried about them, not be nervous because this team kind of gets our blood pressure going. And uh, even when they get out to a 14, nothing lead. So gentlemen, I am with that being said, as much as I enjoyed the break, I am so glad to get back to Steeler football because I hate the bye week because I kind of feel lost. I was like that as a kid. Now, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you remember when the bye week was first instituted? Do you know what year that was? 1994? No, it's actually uh, um, a little earlier than that. Oh, I thought it was because of the uh, expansion. Uh, Okay, so it was, uh, I guess it was a part of a new CBA, right? So what the heck was that? It was like, was it 92? Shannon, do you know? No. If I'm not mistaken, it was 1990. was the first bye week in the NFL. And, you know, the first bye week that did not, we're not talking about a week between your playoff appearance and the last game of the regular season. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, in fact, they had two bye weeks early on. So the Steelers would have two buys and every other team would as well. I believe in 1990, and that stopped. If I am incorrect on that, please let let me know. I, I think I, somebody's calling to tell me. Can I say something? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you guys remember there was a time when when they, they this is when they were still trying to work the whole thing out, especially with the double buys, and like the some team would have their buy in week 17 or whatever. And I can't imagine that. That to me that would real. I mean, I I was happy to see the buy this year, but. I can't imagine the bye being in week 17. So that was probably in 1999, 2000, and 2001 because of the Cleveland Browns came in in 99, the new Cleveland Browns, Mm -hmm. and the Houston Texans did not come and even it out. I forgot completely about that that week 17 Uh, bye. That would be awful. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's crazy. How about that? I mean, yeah, you... You really want the buy when you get there. Um, Ron Chess, our good friend, says 1990 bad is right. And I believe, I don't know how long they had those two those two buys. Um, it's kind of like college football. And I know yeah. if you're a college football fan, you're probably the same thing, you know. Um, right. So, you know, something we always do, and I did not get a chance to do this, is uh, Kathy Ford was the first one in, and we always like to celebrate the first one in. George Teston was second. Kathy says, cheers to the BTSC crew. So thank you so much for uh, Kathy coming in. Um, Stacy's the first one on Facebook. So hello, Stacy. Hello, Kathy. Hello to all of our friends. And remember, we can't do these shows without you. So thanks for coming in. And this is good news because I've been noticing in the live chat a lot, Kathy coming in towards the end of the show going, I didn't get my 
I didn't get my notice. Hmm. So it looks like either Kathy set time for it or got her notice. So that's awesome. Um, as I look through the live chat here, it's good to see all my friends. Um, let's see. We've got uh, we've got so many people in here. Uh, Kathy loved the stress-free football kind of in the background fun. Um, what happened to Patrick, though? I'm uh, I'm kind of confused on that one. I'm not sure. Evor Mechton. I'm not going to read the rest of his name there. I watched Dune. Hmm, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how good Dune is. You know who was in the first Dune? Does any the David Lynch Dune that came out in late 1984? Does anybody know who starred in that movie? I'm I not believe even familiar with that movie. <laughs> I believe it was Gordon Sumner, if I'm not mistaken. Does that not ring a, a bell to you guys? I, right. I didn't. I didn't even know the Dune movie existed. Let oh, me try that again then. Gordon Subner, you might know him as Sting. So there okay. you go. Okay. So, um, really? Yeah. I did not know that. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure. Um, Steeler Nation 412, Shannon with a pirate shirt, a lot of emojis. One looks like he's uh, sick, and the other <laughs> is laughing. That's actually... Uh, let's bring that up on the screen. That's that's pretty funny there. Um, <laughs> hey, we support the pirates here. Uh, the I sun the sun is going to shine on that dog's butt every once in a while, <laughs> and that's what I'm gonna hope. Um, Ron Chess says, "Bad Tony Shannon, I quit work one hour early so I could watch you guys." Man, that's so awesome. Thank you, Devin Logan from Facebook says, "Bye week just happened to be one of the worst weeks in my life too." So, Devin, I gotta say that I do. Man, I feel bad for you. I hope everything's okay. Um, blessings from the BTSC crew to you. I hope uh, the next week gets a whole lot better for you. Um, you know, Tyler W. I'm getting nervous. People are calling Burrow a young Joe Montana. Oh. Guys, I like Joe Burrow. <clears throat> One, he's not a wang like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's not. I don't think I don't have a problem with the personality of Lamar Jackson whatsoever. I just uh, I'm just not a fan of of his game because of the inconsistencies in his game. But man, when he gets hot, he's he's crazy good. But I think Burrow is becoming the best quarterback. Would you guys agree with that? I think he's going to be the best quarterback in the NFL within the next couple of years. Honestly, I think he's really that good. And I think Jamar Chase might be the best receiver already. <laughs> My gosh, he's got what? 772 yards. Yeah. Through seven games. Wow. So he's going to break Randy Moss records. I was, I was hoping that, uh, I was worried about that when they got it, but I really thought that they were going to go ahead and get an offensive lineman and try not to get, him killed, but I maybe they know what they're doing all of a sudden. That's really strange. So, have you seen? Let me start with Shannon. Shannon, have you seen the playoff picture? This is when I start grabbing the playoff picture and I put it in the rooting guide every week. In the rooting guide, I, I put the playoff picture, but I didn't start and I'm not going to start until next week. And so, I was looking at the playoff picture. What I was doing, I was doing power rankings before. Now, the power rankings in the AFC, I'm not going to do those. I'm just doing playoff picture. 
Have you seen who the number one and number two seeds in the AFC are if the season ended today? Well, I know the Bengals are the number one seed. Yes. Or would be. Yes. And um, was it the Raiders? The Raiders, yes. Yeah. The Bengals and the Raiders are one and two. And then you have the Titans, and of all things, the Buffalo Bills are number four. Mm-hmm. Where do the Steelers pop out, Tony? As I know as of last week, they were seventh. Is that still is that still true? They dropped down one, and okay. uh, and that's because they were either going to drop. <laughs> excuse me. They were either, either going to drop down one due to a win by the Broncos who played the Browns or the Browns. And so the Browns are number seven and the Steelers are number eight. So that's a big thing. And the reason I am bringing that up is this. Think about it. Everybody was saying playoffs. You can't talk about the playoffs. Um, You cannot. Oh, you know what? By the way, I, I'm getting off track here. Yeah, I'm getting confirmation that Sting was in Dune. So how about that? Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, so everybody was saying you cannot talk about the Steelers. They got to just worry about you know tanking the rest of their games at one and three, and go get their quarterback and just blow this whole thing up. But the Steelers do what the Steelers do. Mike Tomlin does what Mike Tomlin does. Next thing you know, they're three and three at their bye week. They're facing a Browns team that is hurting coming up next week. That is not a given win because you know Nick Chubb will be back, and that's they always play tough. Even when that team's bad, they're always going to play. Those two are going to play each other tough. We're not saying that the Steelers are better than uh, no. When I say better. We're not saying that the Steelers are fixed because there's still a long way to go. And other teams are apparently not fixed. The Kansas City Chiefs aren't fixed. No. New England Patriots aren't fixed. But we talked about this last week and you both agreed that you feel so much better about the Steelers right now. Is that true? Shannon, I'll start with you. Yes, I see hope now that they are starting to develop uh, chemistry in the young getting experience it's a process it takes time and there's six games in now so yeah i feel a lot better about it so now reginald good friend of the show says to be honest with you i don't think the steelers are going to make the playoffs and that's fine now i i'm not going to begrudge you for that for saying that i kind of think that this is such a pivotal game and the reason i think this is a pivotal game tony is because if they go ahead and beat the Browns, they have a very good chance to end up in Los Angeles on November 21st at 6-3 and three after taking on Detroit and Chicago, two disappointing teams at home. Now, we've seen them lose to guys like that, but are you feeling the same way that this is a great early must? Absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's not do or die, of course, but... But, you know, sometimes it's about when you catch a team and they might be catching the, the Browns at just the right time. You mentioned the injury problems, Baker Mayfield's uh, dealing with some and they have, you know, issues at running back. So if they can go in there to Cleveland and with or without uh, the injuries, they're going to be hyped up for that game because they want to, I still, they probably still feel the whole, the whole little brother syndrome. But, uh, you know, if they can go in there and, and win that game, 
next thing you know, you're looking at, as you said, you, you have the Brown, I'm sorry, the Bears and the Lions coming up after that. So you could, you have a great chance to be six and three, which would be, who would have thought that as recently as uh, a couple weeks ago? But Reggie kind of brought up my point that a lot of people still don't think that this, the Steelers are back and that's fine. They don't think they're a playoff team and that's noise. I mean, th- it's true noise. I mean, th- they're not, a lot of people are saying it. Right. And there's other noise out there too. And the Steelers just need to drown out all the noise and play their game. What other noise are you talking about? Well, let's talk about the rumors of Melvin Ingram the third being on the trading block. This one, this one I laugh at because the Steelers have not been soliciting calls but they've been receiving calls tony do you answer the phone if somebody's calling you uh if it doesn't say scam likely yeah I'll answer the phone. <laughs> I, yeah i don't I, always want to hear what i don't i don't always want to hear about that car warranty though i don't always want to hear about that <laughs> I, I might listen to it but i don't want to hear about it and i don't want to always bring my car in for an evaluation every two weeks to have them appraise it, even though I still have four years of payments left on it. <laughs> What's one of your prized possessions? What's one thing that you would never part with? Me personally? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, uh, but my Roku stick. Okay. I, I, love, I love streaming TV so much. Okay. So I uh, I was looking for something a, a little more uh, antique maybe, or a little bit, but no, that has value to you. So that's great. That has, that's actually a, You'll see where I'm going here. Your Roku stick has great value to your you, Tony. Right. I call you up and I say, Tony, I will give you $17,000 if you give me your Roku stick right now. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, I could always go get another Roku stick. So, yes, I would make that trade. Okay. So, or I say, Tony, hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'd like to take your Roku stick. And uh, I'll buy you McDonald's next month. No, no. I would listen, though, but I, I wouldn't. I would say no. Okay, great. To my point, Shannon White, you're Kevin Colbert. I call you up and said, hey, hey, Shannon. Uh, hey, Kevin, because you're Kevin Shannon now. I call you up and say, hey, Kevin, what's it going to take to pry TJ Watt away from you? What do you say? Well, it it would be an, uh, something extraordinary. Um, so, you know, obviously, first uh, they'll say, you know, make me a, make me an offer. You know, it never hurts to hear, uh, you know, the best offer somebody can will be willing to put out there. And you know, unless you're absolutely crazy, you have to at least listen. But no, he's not on. You know, he wouldn't be available, of course. He he wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But what if you're Kevin Colbert and they say, all right. Here's the deal. We are going to offer you. We're the Jacksonville Jaguars call. Please excuse me. I just, something just fell. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars call and say, all right, here's the deal. We are going to go ahead and give you Trevor Lawrence and our next 17 number one picks for TJ Watt. Do you make that deal? Yes. Yeah. You do. Now, <laughs> nobody is ever going to do that. 
but you answer the phone and you you listen to see what they have to say because if you don't ask you don't get and i tell i tell my kids that all the time i say look if you want something ask for it doesn't mean you're going to get it but if you don't you might catch me on a good day where i'm like all right we'll do that and i've done that i've surprised them by saying yes you know that's that's what you do you call an offer and uh, sometimes that blind squirrel finds a nut, you know, and the offer is just right for what they're thinking. So I don't want the Steelers to get rid of Melvin Ingram. I'm, I don't think the Melvin, the uh, Steelers are calling, calling people up and said, Hey, what will you give us for Melvin Ingram? But somebody's off called for him. I'm sure somebody's called for TJ Watt too. <laughs> somebody's called for everybody. That's noise going on right. around you. Don't worry right. about that. But if something happens that, my gosh, if they call up and say, I'm going to give you a number two for Melvin Ingram. And keep in mind, Melvin Ingram is a free agent at the end of the year. Are you going to make that deal, Tony? That'd be a hard one to, to pass on because, as you said, uh, he's he's a, basically a rental player and they, he probably doesn't have much of a future here beyond 2021. But that also probably doesn't seem very likely. Although there is a, there is a premium on pass rushers in the NFL, so you never know. If they yeah. made that kind of offer, I'd say yes. It's not likely, right? It's not. Shannon, do you make that deal for a number two? Yes. So I want to go ahead and bring up. I do this every once in a while. You know how I love my professional wrestling from the eighties and the nineties and the good old days, <laughs> and I want to do an evil laugh. <laughs> everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. And that's the thing. Everybody's got a price, right? So you answer that phone. You could say no, but just because people are calling for Melvin Ingram doesn't mean they're going to deal them. Nope. They probably want to keep them, but if somebody blows them away, you can't blame them for doing it. Right. And if they get rid of Melvin Ingram for a fifth round pick, then you got to still trust that too. And the reason you got to, why do you think we should trust that? I'll stand and I'll start with you. I don't, I wouldn't make the, the trade for a fifth round pick. I know, I know, I, but I know there's the situation we have limited capital next year. And so that would make them more likely to take a pick, but uh, I will trust the organization, as I've said in the past, because of their proven track record and Colbert and his ability to to add to the team. Uh, it makes shrewd moves. So I always trust the team, even like the Loudermilk situation, obviously, last year. So uh, it looks like they're, they're right, and they're right the vast majority of the time where I'm usually wrong. So, yeah, I would trust them because I have faith in them. You know what? And th that's great. I don't know if that's the complete answer I was looking for, but that's a very good answer. The answer I was looking for is if they would give him up, and I'm not saying they should give him up for a number one, number five pick. I mean, a uh, fifth round pick, excuse me. But if they give him up for a fifth round pick, that's all the value that they're putting on him from what they see inside the practice bubble on the practice field. That's what they're doing. So I would understand it. Now, I I appreciate your face, Shannon. 
they do make mistakes. And I think the Akella Witherspoon trade did not go in the direction that they wanted to. And that's probably a bad mistake. But if you look at, you look at him all together, thanks Colbert all together and his body of work, he's pretty darn good. So with that being said, let's go ahead and take a break. We have a, a super chat. We're going to do some Q&A, but we're gonna, we have some other noise that we've got to drown out, and it's a big one, and it concerns one of the most storied football programs in all of the NCAA of all time and one of the storied NFL teams of all time and some poaching possibly. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Steelers Hangover. Bye weeks over, my friends. We'll be back right after this.